for tuning in to 2020 Bible Stories, where we read the unforgettable stories of the Bible with open eyes and clear views. I'm your host and storyteller, me. And I'm Fish, your thought commentator, where I'll be giving, giving my thoughts on the story, or based on the story thus far. Right. Because every story isn't always read in its entirety during that episode because they can't be a bit lengthy, but... We do try to learn something, you know, that might take us a ways away, which is why we call them takeaways. And we encourage you to send us your takeaways too, as well as your thoughts and requests to 2020BibleStories at gmail.com. Let's get it. All right. Now that we've gotten the pleasantries out of the way, let's start today's episode. That's it. Let's get it. Yeah, you said it before you was supposed to, though. It's all right. Let's go. All right. Let's start it. So, last week we learned about Joseph, Jacob's fourth of his 12 sons. He was his father's favorite. No. I said Joseph was the fourth. Judah was the fourth. I'm tripping. Judah was the fourth. Jacob wasn't. I mean, Joseph. You know me. I'm all flustered. Joseph is the 11th child of his 12th. The last one. No, 11th of his 12th. Who's the last one? We ain't got there yet. Oh. Uh. Okay. <laughs> so, um, Jacob, again, is the 11th son of his 12 sons. He was his father's favorite, and he knew God's design for his life. So that, mixed with his arrogance from being young, got him conspired to be killed against by his brothers, sold into slavery, which turned into imprisonment, and and accused of attempted rape. So today, we're going to delve a bit more into Joseph's story. So, when Jacob had heard that there was grain in Egypt, he said to his sons, Why y'all just standing around here looking at each other? Go down to Egypt and buy enough grain to keep us alive. Otherwise, we'll die. So, all of Jacob's or Israel's sons went to Egypt to buy grain, except for Benjamin. He didn't want anything to happen to him, but they went with some other people as well because the famine again was severe throughout the world. And because Joseph was governor of all of Egypt and in charge of selling grain, it was he who the brothers had to come to. Benjamin is the child, if you don't remember. That's why I said, I ain't saying I'm not going to get I mean, we did get into it. I said, we ain't got there yet. We did get there. He was the one that she gave birth to while she was dying. Mm-hmm. That she named Benoni. Benoni, however you want to say it. Mm-hmm. And he named them Benjamin. Mm-hmm. So Joseph came and then Benjamin. So, okay. So, uh... Anyways, when they arrived, they bowed low before him with their faces to the ground. Joseph had recognized them instantly. 
but he pretended he didn't and harshly asked, where are you from? Canaan, they replied, we came to buy food. They didn't even recognize him, but he remembered them and he and the dreams he had had about them. Then Joseph said, nah, y'all some spies. Y'all came down here to see how vulnerable our land has become. But they was like, nah, my lord, we're not. We're servants here to buy food, honestly. We are all brothers of the same family. We are not spies. But Joseph said, yes, y'all is. And they was like, no, we not. Look, it's actually 12 of us. Our youngest brother is back in Canaan right now with our father. And one of our brothers is no longer with us. But Joseph insisted they were spies and said he would test them to see if they were telling the truth. He swore by the life of Pharaoh that they would never leave Egypt again unless Benjamin had came there. One of them was to go get him while the rest were in prison. But Joseph put all of them in prison for three days. Mm -hmm. On the third day, Joseph said, look, I'm a God-fearing man. If you do what I say, you'll live. But if you don't, you'll die. One of you is to stay here while the rest of y'all go home with the grain for y'all starving families. But you got to bring your youngest brother back to me so that I know you telling the truth. And they agreed. So speaking amongst themselves, they was like, this is our punishment for what we did to Joseph all them years ago. We saw his pain when he pleaded for his life, but we didn't listen. Reuben was like, didn't I tell y'all not to sin against the boy? But y'all didn't listen to me. And now look, we got an answer for his blood. Of course, they didn't know Joseph could understand them because they was, cause he was speaking to them through an interpreter. So, he ended up turning away and starting to cry. When he regained his composure, he had chose Simeon to stay and he had tied him up right in front of the rest of them. So Joseph then ordered his servants to fill the men's sack with grain, but he also secretly gave instructions to them for each of his brothers to give each of his brothers their payment back at the top of their sacks. He also gave them supplies for their journey back home. So the brothers loaded their donkeys with the grain and headed back to Canaan. But that night when they stopped, one of the brothers went into his sack to get some grain for his donkey to feed it and he found the money. Surprisingly, he was like, look, my money's still here. They hearts sank and they was trembling with fear. And they had said to each other, what has God done to us? When they got back to Canaan, they told their father everything that had happened to them. And they emptied their sacks and each man's money was dead with the grain. They were all terrified and Jacob said, you are robbing me of my children. First Joseph, then Simeon, and now y'all want Benjamin too? 
Then Reuben said, you can kill my two sons if I don't bring him back. I'll be responsible for him and I promise to bring him back. But Jacob said, my son not going nowhere with you. His brother Joseph already did and he is all I got left. If anything was to happen to him on your journey, you would send this grieving white-haired man to his grave. When the grain the brothers had brought from Egypt was almost gone, Jacob had told him to go back to buy some more. But Judah was like, the man was serious when he said, don't come back here unless you got your youngest brother with you. He said, you will never see my face again unless your brother is with you. So if you let Benjamin go with us, then we'll go. But if you don't, then we not either. Jacob was like, why was you so cruel to me by telling him you had a brother? Judah was like, he was asking us questions like, do you got a father? Is he still alive? And do you have a brother? So how was we supposed to know he was going to bring our brother there? How was we supposed to know he was going to say, bring your brother here? Mm -hmm. Then he said, send Benjamin with us so we can be on our way. Otherwise, we'll all die of starvation. I personally guarantee his safety. And you can hold me responsible if I don't bring him back to you. If we hadn't wasted all this time, we could have been gone and came back by now. So then Judah, uh -uh. so then Judah, so then Jacob was like, if it can't be avoided, then at least do this. Pack your bags with the best products of this land. Take them down there to the man as gifts. Balm, honey, gum, aromatic resin, pistachio nuts, and almonds. Also, take double the money that was put back in your sacks as it was probably somebody's mistake. Take your brother and go back to the man. May God Almighty give you mercy as you go before the man so that he will release Simeon and let Benjamin return. But if I must lose my children, so be it. So the man packed Jacob's gifts and doubled the money and headed off with Benjamin. They finally arrived in Egypt and presented themselves to Joseph. When Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to the manager of the household, these men will eat with me this noon. Take them inside the palace, then go slaughter an animal and prepare a big feast. So the man did as Joseph told him and took him to uh, Joseph's palace. The brothers was terrified when they saw where they was being taken to. And they was like, it's because of the money somebody put in our sack last time we was here. So he planned to pretend that we stole it. Then he going to seize us, make us slaves, and take our donkeys. So the brothers approached Joseph's household manager and was like, look. We brought back the money somebody must have mistakenly put back in our sacks. And we brought more money to buy more food. 
The house manager was like, relax. Y'all don't need to be afraid. Your God, the God of your father must have put the treasure there for y'all because I got y'all money. Then he released Simeon and brought him to them. The manager then took all of them into Joseph's palace where they were able to wash their feet and feed their donkeys. He told them that they would be eating there so they prepared the gifts that they brought for Joseph as they waited for him to come back at noon. When Joseph came home, they gave him the gifts they had brought him. They bowed low to the ground before him. After greeting them, he asked, After greeting them, he asked, How was your father, the old man you spoke about? Is he still alive? Yes, they replied, our father, your servant, is alive and well, and they bowed low again. Then Joseph looked at his brother Benjamin, the son of his own mother. Is that your youngest brother, the one y'all told me about? Joseph, Joseph had said, may God be gracious to you, my son. Then Joseph hurried from the room because he was overcome with emotion for his brother. He went into his private room where he broke down and wept. After washing his face, he came back out, keeping himself under control. Then he ordered, bring out the food. The waiter served Joseph at his own table and his brothers would serve at a separate table. The Egyptians who ate with Joseph sat at their own table because the Egyptians despised Hebrews and refused to eat with them. Joseph told each of his brothers where to sit, and to their amazement, he seated them according to their age from oldest to youngest. And Joseph filled their plates with food from his own table, giving Benjamin five times as much as he gave the others. So they feasted and drank freely with him. When the brothers were getting ready to go back home, Joseph told his palace manager Fill their sacks with as much grain as they can carry and put each man's payment back in his sack. And put my personal silver cup in the youngest brother's sack along with his money. So the manager did what Joseph told him to do. At dawn, the men were sent on their way and went just barely out of the city. Joseph said to his palace manager, go chase after them, stop them and ask them, why have you repaid my kindness with evil by stealing from by stealing my master's silver cup, which he uses to predict the future? Y'all dead wrong. When the palace manager caught up with them, he did as instructed. And the brothers responded, what in the world are you talking about? We are your servants. We would never do something like that. Didn't we bring back the money we found in our sacks? Why would we steal a silver or gold from him? If you find a cup with any of us, then let that man die. And the rest of us will be your slaves. That's fair, the man said. But only the one who stole the cup will be the slave. The rest of y'all can go free. So, the brothers quickly took their sack from their back of the donkeys. And the palace manager searched from them, the oldest to the youngest, and he found the cup, of course, and the youngest, Benjamin, sat. When the brothers saw this, they tore their clothes in despair. 
loaded their donkeys, and went back to Joseph's palace. He was still there waiting for them when they got back. The brothers bowed low with their faces to the ground before him when he said, What have you done? Don't you know a man like me can predict the future? Judah answered, My lord, what can I say because I ain't got no explanation for this. Ain't no way to prove we innocent. God is punishing us for our sins, so we all came here to be your slaves, not just the brother with the cup. But Joseph was like, nah, I don't rock like that. Only the thief can be my slave. The rest of y'all can go back with y'all father in peace. So then Judah had stepped forward and was like, look, even though you are as powerful as Pharaoh himself, can I, your servant, just say one thing? And please don't get angry with me. But previously you asked us, your servants, if you got a father and a brother, and we told you, yeah. Our father is old in age, and our, bro and our brother was born to him in his old age. His full brother is dead, so he is the only one left of his mother's children. And our father loves that boy more than all of us combined. And we told you, he couldn't leave our, he can't leave our father or he would die. But you insisted we bring him here or we couldn't come back. So we went back and told our father what you said. And he was like, you know, my wife only had two sons. One undoubtedly was eaten by wild animals. And if anything would have happened to this brother, I'd die a grieving man. So we can't go back to him for his life is bound up with our fathers. And if I come back and he sees me without the boy, I, it'd be all our faults for his death. Plus, I guaranteed him I'd bring him back by burning the blame forever if I didn't. So please let me stay here as your slave instead of him. I couldn't bear to see anguish. I couldn't bear to see the anguish this would cause our father. So Joseph couldn't keep quiet no more. So he told all of his attendants to leave out the room. So he was alone when he had finally told them who he was. He broke down and cried so loud that everyone could hear him. His brothers were speechless and stunned to see that he was still alive and standing right in front of them. So he told them again, it's me, Joseph, that you sold into slavery in Egypt. But don't get angry with yourselves for selling me to this place. For it was God who sent me here ahead of you to save your lives for this famine that has been going on for two years now. It's going to go on for five more. And ain't going to be no plowing or no harvesting during that time. So it is God who sent me here to save not only you and your families, but the lives and many others too. But the lives of many others too. And he is the one who made me an advisor to Pharaoh. Or made me a teacher to Pharaoh. The manager of his palace. Now hurry back to my father and tell him I said God made me governor of Egypt. So come down here to live in the region of Goshen. Where you can be near me with all your kids and day kids. I take care of you there 
I'll take care of you there and y'all can stay there for the five years that's ahead of us. For the famine, you know, that's going for the five years ahead of us. Otherwise, you and all your household and animals going to starve. Tell them that it's really me. Describe everything that you have seen here and my position here and quickly bring him here to me. Now weeping with joy, he embraced Benjamin and Benjamin did the same. Then he kissed his brothers and he wept over them after they began freely speaking with each other. Now the news soon reached Pharaoh's palace and he was delighted. He told Joseph to tell, uh, to tell them this, that this is what they ought to do. Pack up your donkeys and go back to Canaan. Get your father and all your families and not to worry about your personal belongings because the best of everything is here in Egypt, which is now yours. I'll provide you with the wagons to carry the women and children from there to here. So they did as they were told. He gave each one of them new clothes, but Benjamin, he gave five changes of clothes and 300 pieces of silver. He also sent them with supplies for their journey. He sent his father 10 male donkeys with some of the finest products Egypt had, had to offer and 10 female donkeys with grain and bread with other supplies they would need for uh, their journey. As they was leaving, Joseph told them not to quarrel back and forth along the way. Mm -hmm. And they left Egypt to return to Canaan. They told Jacob or Israel, Joseph was still alive and is governor of Egypt. He too, like them, were speechless and stunned at the news. So they repeated everything to Jacob again. And when he saw the wagons, his spirits were revived and he said, it must be true. My son Joseph is still alive and I must go see him before I die. So, that yeah, that's pretty much where we're going to end off the story here. And we're going to take a little break and come back with our takeaways. All right, we is back. We are back. Yeah, I had my little yeah, my little street moment. We is back. We are back, and we gonna get into our takeaways. Some of the things that yeah stuck out to us, and I know one of the things again that stuck out for me is that yeah that grain was valuable back in those days. You couldn't beat it. Grain made everything for them. Everything, uh huh. I mean, I'm sure they had other stuff, but it made more sense for grain because, again, if it's a famine, I need something that's going to last me. And I can do a whole lot with this. It's going to last me. My my milk won't expire in a couple of days and no. my all my stuff, yeah, that I got down. But, again, they in different places. That's why he like take the best of what's here yeah. down there. And it depends on, you do that grain, it could be like wheat grain or oak grain or just Whatever grain, grain it was. That's yeah. like he said again, it could have been grain of all those sorts. Whatever grain it was, they had it. Because all we got is almonds down here and, and, and aromatic resin and yeah, we need some food. I need, I need you to go, yeah, send what we got down here and go get what they got up there. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And Jacob I didn't tell him immediately who he was. 
He had a plan. I mean, Jacob. Joseph. Joseph. I don't why I keep calling this man Jacob. Because you were stuck on Jacob. I know. I've been stuck on Jacob for a little minute now. Joseph did not tell them immediately who he was. Instead, he tested them first to see. Because I know what I remember the last time I was with y'all. And the last time y'all was trying to kill me. So, yeah, I got to see if y'all really is these people who y'all say y'all is. So, I'm going to say a time and time again, y'all is spies. I don't care what you're telling me. Y'all is some spies. Y'all came down here to see how vulnerable we is. And I ain't falling for it. I think he just wanted retribution in the front. Because what he was doing all that crying for? Because he already knew that that was his people. He just, want, he, he just wanted to... Make he was like her. me, like how I be. Like when when I have a dream and I see it's happening, like, well, he ain't like me. Because in that moment, I'll holler real fast, oh, I had this dream. This was going to happen. Like, that's how I would be. I never, you get what I'm saying? I ain't really speaking too much mm -hmm. at first. But at first, he was. You get what I'm saying? Mm. At first, he was speaking them dreams. Like, y'all gonna all bow down to me and low. And once they was sitting here bowing down low to him for this grain, because how could what, that's what it was. Y'all mm -hmm. was bundles of grain bowing down to me. And that's what y'all bowing down to me low right now for, some grain. So I could be right here. I could have popped up right here in this moment. I am your brother. And look at y'all. Look at all y'all. What y'all said about me, but he do that. He Again, he, he tested them. I'm going to wait to see. Because on top of that, you got to realize he had Benjamin too. Well, they had Benjamin. And now that I'm gone, I ain't no telling what they doing to Benjamin. No, nah, yeah, but once they heard that Benjamin, they got they got to get Benjamin home. Instead of saying, oh, let's tell dad what really happened to the other brother. It's all about Benjamin now. Like it should have been about him. No, that's my point now. My point is they saw what they did to the first son and what happened to the father has said I he's been grieving since Joseph has left. Yeah. And the only thing that is keeping him alive is that his it's soul Benjamin. is tied to Benjamin. Exactly. This is the only thing right now that's keeping him alive. And y'all trying to take the only thing that's keeping my father alive right now. We caused all this pain on him already. You can't we can't no. We cannot do this. Please no no no. All yes. I had to do was say, Father, your son is alive. We didn't he didn't get killed. We just sold him. That'd have been even worse. That'd have been even worse. I can much be... I'd rather sit here and deal with the grief than to sit here and look at y'all damn faces every day knowing what y'all done done. I'd much rather sit here thinking my son was dead than to know that my son could somewhere be alive. And it's all your fault. All 11... 15... <laughs> Exactly, and that's again, and that's why he tested them. That was his point. I was already the favorite. I was already the favorite. Now I'm gone. Benjamin is what's left. Ain't no way. I again, y'all could been doing all kinds of things to my brother. I got to see if y'all done tortured my brother. If my brother's still alive, and bring him here. I need to see with my own eyes that my brother is just fine. When I see with my own eyes, then I believe it. I wonder why he picked Simeon today. Cause again, he probably was the, almost the he was the firstborn. No, was he the firstborn? I don't know if he was the firstborn, but he was up there. He could have been. Like I said, he probably was the ringleader. Uh huh. You stay here, yeah, but he again, he started it all. He started it all, but Judah finished it all. Right. 
and technically that's what I'm saying for me he was the one who started he was the one who spoke up here come the dreamer let's kill him and now from speaking at that moment of let's kill him he just spoke up for Benjamin now so that was the test like you spoke up to kill me at first and now you're speaking up for Benjamin to save his life yeah so yeah so take me so we oh okay so, so now I can tell y'all who I am right yeah like uh, now I don't mind y'all done passed my test you sacrificing your own life now for him, so yeah, he must still be alive, and yeah, all this, and he he here in my face, and y'all telling the truth, y'all didn't really change. <laughs> Come on here, I take care of all y'all now. <laughs> Come on here, take care of you, your families, your children, right. everybody. Come on here, I take right. care of everybody now. Right. You really didn't change. Right. Mhm. But yeah. will be overwhelmed now. Reuben again, like I said, he waited, but yeah, Reuben did, like me. Didn't I tell y'all asses not to sin against the boy? <laughs> Didn't I tell you? Yeah, that's... Yeah, I gotta get, get, stop it. I gotta get some of that, that, that yeah, some yeah, of that Reuben out of me, because I'll be the first one. I told you ass. Didn't I tell you? If you listened to me the first time, we'd have never been in this predicament. But you didn't. But they still found mercy. But that's another takeaway of me of mine was the compromise, cause clearly he compromised himself. His values privately was I'm gonna save this boy, cause that was again that's what he was plotting and planning. But I'll write in front of all his brothers, come on, let's kill him. Yeah, I'm with it. We good to go. And yeah, that compromise. Like, yeah, you can't have them private views and them. Yeah, they go hand in hand. What you do privately, you need to do publicly too. Basically, he should have stood up right then. And that's what I'm saying. Don't in private save him and wait till it's over to come back and say what the hell I'm supposed to do now. Exactly, <laughs> hollering in my face. You should have hollered then. Don't do this. But instead, you came up again with a, a, a lesser of two evils. Let's just leave him here. That way, somebody else can do it. You get what I'm saying? Like I said, yeah, that con sometimes you can't compromise. You you should. But in instances like this, where you conforming to, yeah, what's happening around you. I don't even know how the thought came into mm -mm. your head you know about how your, your siblings. The kill like unless y'all beefing or whatever, yeah, but you're not gonna okay, the heck of the dreamer, let's kill him. What? If I all this And then we all on. felt this all out all ten and twelve of us felt this way about 11, 13, 17. 11. He was 17 when this all started. He was 17. Yeah, so they were still older than him. They was older than him, so yeah, they should have known better. But they've been, and they've been, they've been feeling this way for a long time. Again, it was all those compiled feelings. He the favorite. He having these, he could predict the future. Like, you know what I'm saying? He got all, he already arrogant as hell. Because he's young and he look good and he buff and all this stuff. Like, he already got all this stuff going on for him. And then he walking around here bragging about all his gifts. He walking around here telling us how good he look. Exactly. I can do all these things. So, so yeah, yeah, him. he got to go. So, he, this, humbled him, this humbled him as much as it humbled his brother. Which is why he now is yes. After doing all of this, having to learn the hard way mm -hmm. that all these gifts I'm giving you is not for you it ain't even i'm giving them to you but it ain't for you this is my business i interpret these dreams i let you do this you ain't doing right. this right but yeah again that ruben 
I told you asses. Don't sell a boy. Mm-hmm. Again. But yeah, Judah was a natural leader though. Yeah, yeah, he just yeah, he was a natural leader. He just took lead to do bad and good. He was the leader in the bad situation and he was the leader in the good situation. So yeah, no. Like I said, you can't no be basing your decisions on that moment. If I'm in a bad moment, let me take the, the lead to do the bad thing. Let me, yeah. And if I'm in a good situation, like, yeah, let me go ahead and step up and be this voice right now. Because somebody got to do it. Sizzling bribery. Yeah. All over again. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. Let's kill them. Mm-hmm. Well... If one hate him, we all seventeen of us hate him. It's like I said, he he conformed, cause Reuben secretly again really didn't. Secretly, he didn't hate that boy. Secretly, ain't got no problem with him. But when I'm in front of y'all, I got a goddamn problem with him. I got as biggest problem as y'all do. Terrible. Yeah, and again, that's my point of that compromise and that public and that private. Publicly, I don't got no problem with saying and doing all the stuff y'all saying and doing. But public, but privately, I am praying and doing all the right things. So again, that's my point. You're supposed to do that same thing in public. I ain't seen so much of sexual life and stuff. Everybody don't need to know all everything. But again, if your values are what they are, I should know that. Like they call Michael Show when she he yes he said I pray every day. She turned around and said you do what? How I don't know you pray every day. Where is you praying that? Like, what, what are you doing this? Where are you doing this praying? Who was the mother said that? Or the girlfriend? The girlfriend said that. She ain't know he had a gun in there. It's a holy. You know what I'm saying? It's a bunch of things. You, everybody don't tell her. Uh, everybody don't tell her everybody everything. But again, if you with me, don't be holding your private stuff privately. I need to know publicly. You got a gun up in here and you told oh, her I need to know. Yeah. Especially I got kids and all. Don't be having no yeah. secret guns up in here. I don't yeah, know this. Course, yeah. I mean, that type of shit you gotta be, you, it's supposed, first of all, it's gonna have to be known because you gonna have to know how to use it as well. That's my You're not gonna have no one user household. Mm-mm. Everybody's gonna know how to use it, incorporate because sometimes push comes to shove. Push come to shove in those situations, but push come to shove nine times out of ten. And what they say, who killed the wives? The husband, right? Where he get that gun from? Sitting right here. Uh huh. That's what I'm saying again. That that's my point of it. I don't know nothing about that. Part. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's never gonna be my issue. <laughs> I, I understand. Yes, I understand so, that. Anyway, but again, that's how I'm not work. looking at it from that point of view. Well, that's how I was all I know at it. is you better buckle up. You need to know how to, everybody needs to know how to use well, load I took that and firearm. Don't don't uh uh-uh. some some situations you can some things you can't compromise on. <sighs> Such as your values and what you believe and what you you cannot compromise on that. I again, that's just one instance. I'm not compromising if I don't believe in merge. I, I can't, I can't comp again if I compromise myself and get married just because of you. Then I've compromised myself, my beliefs, my value. Now I'm less of me because I'm conforming to what you want me to be. 
All I'm saying is, all women, especially black, African Americans, need to arm themselves. No. All black people need to go register for a permit and arm themselves. Oh, yeah. All black okay. people. All right. Do it the right way. Yes, do it the right way. Do it the right way. So, exactly. I'm just saying. Do it the right way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Jacob was like, yeah, y'all robbed me of my children. Everything. Like, yeah. And he just felt like everything is against me. He went again. He ain't see the bigger picture. He ain't see that Cindy Benjamin gonna get me Joseph. He's a hell no. Nah, y'all can't take him. Y'all leave my son right here. I don't care what that man said. Right. And we would sit here and starve before y'all take my son <laughs> anywhere with y'all. That's all I got left. Again, basically, because he was with them the, the first time they missed him. So he like, nah, I don't trust y'all no more. I mean, y'all don't let well, the wild animals eat the first the, the, him. Well, the, yeah, exactly. Like he said, first Joseph, now Simeon. He ain't came back with y'all every time y'all go. <laughs> Somebody you want somebody ain't attraction. come back missing. Exactly. Every time y'all leave, I lose one of my children. No. Mm-mm. It's attraction. Exactly. No, I'm But at the same, like I said, but as part of that, he wasn't seeing the whole bigger picture to that. Like, yeah, he didn't see the whole big picture. Yeah, he was leading, again, saving y'all lives and, like, all that happened because of that. He went through a humbling situation to put him in a better situation to elevate him. For that situation. Mm-hmm. To save his family. For, for him to have mercy but on his family. But he was looking at it for me. Again from a this is what's keeping me alive standpoint. Like he was being selfish in that moment. Like. For the father. Uh, yeah. Because again for him. He was cool. Like. Like I said again. He already felt like all this stuff is against me. Every time y'all go somewhere. I'm losing my sons. And all the other stuff he had been through. Throughout his story. It's like all this stuff has happened to me and this right now is the one thing that I got that's keeping me alive. So again, I, he was cool with what he had at that moment. Like as long as he had Benjamin. He wasn't willing to let him go. He wasn't really to uh, basically better his expectation, like see what it was. He was, he was, he was more so... He was being tricked by his uncle, and you get what I'm saying? Like he experiencing all these bad things, and it's like this. This last no, no. I got one good thing that has happened to me this fall. Like you get what I'm saying? And you want me to let it go? And you want me to let it go? Like you want me to trust y'all with another one of my sons, my favorite wife's son? That's what happened. Sounded to me. Basically, well, it almost sounded like, like he said, like death. Again, I will, I, I will die if this goes away from me. You know how kids be exaggerated. Oh my God, if you take my phone, I swear I will die right now if you, if this one thing, this one, cause I can't, I can't deal with life basically. Life is my, hard as hell, you and I cannot deal. Because you one good son that I, my favorite son. And this is my next favorite son. Well, that's how the story is. I'm putting it again as how it's symbolic of life. Again, how you feel like I have just been doing all this suffering all my life. And now God has blessed me with one thing. 
and you want me to give you the one thing that has been keeping me alive, that has been helping me cope with the tragedies of all these things I have been going through, you cannot have it. I much rather I'm I'm going to die. Not I much rather die, but I am going to die. If you take it, I'm going to die. This I I, I I'm going. I cannot live. Like people don't be. And again, that's why I keep saying, why well, you got to read this? You don't be know how to deal with the moment. You can't deal with life. So let me take myself away. Let me catfish somebody. Let me again steal somebody's identity. Whatever it is that you feel like you need to do to help you cope with life because it's too hard right now. So I much rather, yeah, let me go find me a sugar daddy. I got to go to the, ba the sugar baby website because I can't pay my rent. I got this, life is too hard right now. I got to find some kind of way to deal right now. But again, you ain't looking at the bigger pictures again of all your suffering is what I'm saying. Ultimately, you're going to come somewhere. Because, again, if you look at Joseph and all the suffering he went through, what did he come out with? He came out with saving his family life. He came out saving a bunch of people. He saved He saved Egypt. I mean, yeah. but He I'm saved just, Egypt. Yeah, he saved Egypt. But I'm talking about he, he saved, saved Egypt. His, his family more important than... He got to be with, he got to be back with his family. So again, that was the bigger picture for Jacob of sending your son. Mm -hmm. You feeling like you giving up your son, but what you're gaining is Joseph and being taken care of for the rest of your life. And you ain't got to worry about nothing. You're going to be all right. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't thinking about Egypt. <laughs> I know you weren't thinking about Egypt. <laughs> that's again, that's what I'm here to help you. <laughs> Help you, help you with all you thought thing. about is just the family again right. these people it said this was severe about the world yeah, and because it. he saved all of this people was able to come to him nap, but I heard it the people was able to come to him and buy the food and live like yes because he was in charge but that was also the bigger picture of his grief though too you might be grieving but your son get ready to save a whole nation the world. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying again. With all your suffering and how you feel like you can't cope and deal with life and all this, is, something is coming and something is going to happen. He is bringing something good from all of your suffering. Something is bound to happen. Because, again, what else bad could happen, really? Think about it. Except you die. And if you die, that's for me, that ain't so bad because who you get to be with? You shouldn't be sad no more. You ain't got to worry about a damn thing up here. For real. I take I will take away everything. Since you really feel like life is so bad, you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I will show you that okay, well let I'll give you everything. You'll see what it's really like. What you missed out on. Because you again was so worried about complaining and, and of the suffering and you ain't again believe. That I had something better. You wavered in your faith. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess. But, I mean, it's hard to waver in faith if technically, like I said, when you done gone through all of this, you become ungrateful. You're not really grateful no more because you didn't, all this bad stuff keep happening to you. So, what do you have to be grateful for? He only lost the son. 
I'm the host in this part. That's what I'm saying. And think about all of it. Like I said, where he tricked and had he ain't seen his mother no more. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? He ain't, he ain't seen his mother no more. He got tricked into working 14 years for the woman he loved. And then I had to work another six years to get all my money because you keep changing my wages. What do I have to be grateful for? And yet he's still alive. And, and that's him. the point. And you and get what I'm him. saying? <laughs> I don't know what he's cranking, but <laughs> Joseph is the one with all the kids. I'm talking about Jacob again. Jacob is eventually when you get to a point where you're ungrateful because all these bad things keep happening to you. And again, the one thing that has good that has been happening so far is that I still got Benjamin, is what I'm saying. I don't got Rachel no more. She dead. The, she died in labor. She yeah, did, she yeah. died. I don't, yeah. I don't got her no more. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's her name Rachel. Was it Rachel? You know I don't know. Rachel was with Isaac. We're talking about Jacob. Jacob was with Rebecca. Rebecca died giving birth to that baby. So again, yeah. he don't got her. He ain't seen his mother. He don't know if his father. You get what I'm saying? Not his father. That's Joseph. But again, he ain't. Did he? He did get to go back and bury Isaac. He got to go back home and bury Isaac. But again, once he got reunited with Esau. But that's what I'm saying again. He thought his brother was gonna kill him when he came back. Like he ended up going over here, and the daughter got raped, and it's just so many bad things. So what do I have to be grateful for? That he's still alive. But is he not the the only thing that's keeping him alive though for it's him Benjamin. is Benjamin. So if you take Benjamin now, I'm going to die. I don't have nothing to live for. What do I need to live for if I don't have nothing to live for? That's how you feel it. Mm-hmm. But again, the bigger picture, because you're alive. There's a reason I'm I'm using you still. You're alive. And I'm with you. You might feel forgotten. You might feel overlooked. You might feel that people not listening to you. But I'm here. Sometimes that's all some people have. Some people ain't blessed enough to have a friend, a family member, a sister, a daughter, something. That's what I'm saying. So you have to rely on that. You can't look at that as being ungrateful. Because again, if you're still alive... He keeping you here for some reason. Right. You got something to be grateful for. Absolutely. You got some Every work day. to still do. Especially when you mm-hmm. still wealthy. Still able to maintain your household. Mm-hmm. But even still through that though, Jacob still did have integrity. Because he sent the money back. Like you get what I'm saying? He could have... At that point of being ungrateful, be like, well, sure, they just brought the money back. So, hey, when y'all go back, take this same money back. Don't mm-hmm. go take no extra money back. Like, don't go say that this was no mistake and all that. You get what I'm saying? Like, even though he was still had all that suffering, he still had character. He still was like, yeah, nah, my rep again. Because he knew, like I said, for reputation again for them. Mm-hmm. That was their thing. But. He knew, yeah, his reputation was worth more than that money. And that's why he sent them gifts, too. Like, yeah, like, 
I don't want y'all to think that I'm I'm stealing and I want nothing from y'all. Like I yeah, I work for mine. I don't need to steal and take nothing from y'all. Y'all don't know who bought put this money back in my sack, but again, I, I'm not no thief. Right. <clears throat> and because Judah took, you know, full responsibility for uh Benjamin and speaking up, that that made that's what made for real for real him tell him who he was. That's when right. he revealed who he was, like like I said, like, yeah, all right, now y'all didn't pass my test. Like, he fully understood uh, what 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 that meant, you know, that he was determined to fulfill his commitment. Mm -hmm. Like, I cannot go home without yeah. this. With this we, none of us can go to our father, especially me, mm -hmm. without this young man. Mm -hmm. So do whatever you got to do to me and the rest of my brothers, but send him home. Mm-hmm. But he was, got to go. Exactly. And from that, my takeaway was uh, it's important to commit to something that you might not fully understand. You get what I'm saying? He ain't fully understand because now that meant that I'm about to be a slave. He don't know what that means to be no Egyptian slave. I'm a Hebrew. Like, I don't know how they treat, how they going to treat me over here. Right. He ain't fully understand what he was doing, but he knew that he made a commitment to his father. Like if he ain't know nothing, he knew that much. Hell yeah, he know he he know he got he can't go like my sister said, like my aunt said down the country. <clears throat> you cannot go fishing with me because you little fat ass falling <laughs> the creek. I cannot go home to Rose without you. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> Uh huh. But yeah, that made him say who he was. But yeah, that took away from that. Like yeah, like I I made a commitment, and I much rather even though I don't know what's gonna happen to me, I I I do it. Cause again, he got like you said, he got to go home. He has to go home. I don't know already. So what do you say, my kids? You can have my two sons or whatever. Like I could forever. Like yeah. I didn't say all of that if I don't bring this boy back. You gotta. Yeah, you had to do a whole... You, you killing your kids and they don't know nothing about it. Mm-hmm. You on their life. Mm-hmm. Like, that was... The, your word was your bond back then. Mm-hmm. Well, Judah, again, it showed he ain't care when he was younger, but... He ain't care about Jacob or Joseph when he was younger. Now, he ain't care about his father or his brother. So, that's probably why it was easy to... To sell him off and, uh -huh. to, and to conspire to kill him because he, I don't, he didn't care about his father. Because if you cared about the father, y'all wouldn't have came up with this no way. Right. And then again, you didn't care for Joseph because you sold him. Like, yeah, he didn't care for neither one of them no way. He and just then, cared for exactly. So, yeah, well. He did it again, yeah. All the the blood dipped in and all that stuff, like that that was a lot. Like he kid, like for nothing, even one of them. Well, it made me think about yeah, you and what's the name again? You talking to me? Mm-hmm. You and yeah, you and Peanut. Yeah, that's what made me think of y'all. What that what that that change? 
that complete change. Like, who was peanut just a couple months ago? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, that's what that made me think of. Because, again, a couple months ago, he didn't care. He did not care. Not even a couple of months ago. A couple <laughs> well, back when this first started to happen, that's what I was like, yeah, thinking of. Like, yeah, this is, yeah, he he did not, that's what I was like, ooh, that's what that just made me think of. He didn't, like, yeah, and then I was like, and like she said, once he get in there and do all of that, and then the phone call had came. That's how I said again, that complete that complete change. What like, phone, phone call? When he called me? No, with your niece. When uh, your niece called and said what he said. Oh. And then you turned around and then said, well, yeah, he called me and said the same thing. But, again, I guess, like, you said, you didn't take it too serious when he said it. Like, you didn't take it too serious. But once you seen what he did afterwards, mm-hmm. it's like, damn, he, he did say he just said that. Like, he told me that same thing. Like, it was a complete turnaround. At first, he didn't care about neither one of them. And now he's sacrificing himself for somebody else. Mm-hmm. He went selfish. Like, yeah, like, he, he turned that all the way around. Like, so basically, I just, like I said, don't give up hope. That was my takeaway on that. Like, you can't give up hope on people. Like, sometimes you be wanting to. But like I said, you can still love a person. You just got to love them from a distance. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, you still got to have that yeah. boundary that, yeah, they had that they set up. But, yeah, you just, you still can't stop praying. Again, you still can't give up hope that God ain't going to turn and work that miracle and yeah, again, ain't that how they usually work? The the preachers usually be the pimps and the drug dealers and the the thieves and the, those be the ones that be the complete turnaround. So that way, when they get up there and preach, they got something to preach about. I I know. I just you know well I, I, they've had they they you know for him, God's been holding on, held been in charge. Just whatever he been doing, he this is it. You know what I'm saying? Like. He always known that he knows he knows and God has been watching over him. you know, that's why I just told himself like it ain't my job to do this no more. Mm-hmm. And I had to figure that out. So I'm oh you know, I'm gonna let you handle your job and all I could do is hand it over to you and watch you work you know what I'm saying, do you. Mm-hmm. I but you know, I can't be uh you know, I'm I'm not gonna do this no more. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get out your way. Mm-hmm. And another thing that that stuck out to me was when the the household manager said it must have been God who put that money back in there. Like it wasn't, he ain't credited that the the Joseph or uh-huh. the Pharaoh or the it might have been a mistake and somebody gave it was like he credited that yeah that that the God must put that money in there because right. I got y'all money already right yeah it was just like again like he he was with Joseph you get what I'm saying like Joseph isn't stealing these things and and the people around him too Can like he learning like you get what I'm saying he learned like who you supposed to give the credit to mm-hmm. he instilling in them too. Most definitely. Mhm. And Joseph had to eat by himself, cause he was a Hebrew, even though he outranked all of them. 
Yeah. Yeah, right. All of them, and just because he was a Hebrew, and again, that does, and like I said, these are situations that just make you think of today. This is their story, but think of it in the aspect of today. How many days do you people do you know? Like you outrank technically, you outrank somebody, but just because you're this, you can't eat at my table. Mm -hmm. You can't you can't sit with me just because but you. This. Again, I always say that the Bible never judges by color. But your uh, your your group of mm -hmm. people, your community, yeah, yeah, your community, the Jewish That's, community. The you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like the yeah, Melites, you exactly. can't mess with these. The, the Levites, you can't community. do this. Yeah, you can't yeah. mess with this. They put yeah, exactly whatever your community was, whatever right. based on because again, your name because based off of. Not because again, your tribe based I mean. off of how it was back in the day, what your community was is that's what you knew, that's what you learned, that's how you was. So again, the people in Sodom and Gomorrah, you get what I'm saying? That's what that was their community. That's what uh -huh. they learned. That's what it was around them. That's why God keeps the people separate that He wants separate from them, so you don't taint them. You get what I'm saying? So you don't get in the instance where your daughter can get raped and them kind of thing because she's somewhere where she like again. That's why I keep you separate. That's why He was like, tell them that y'all shepherds. You get what I'm saying? He was like, tell uh -huh. the Pharaoh that y'all shepherds because they despise shepherds. So that way they let y'all live here. Uh huh. Because, again, y'all, you don't want to be with them and around them and, and absorb their idols and the things that they worship. Because that's what you're seeing. You don't uh -huh. want to get that put up in you. That's why I should keep you separate. I have a piece of land just for you. And this is where I want y'all to be. Uh-huh. This is where I want y'all to flourish. And then when I tell you to move, you move. But for right now, this is what I want you to do. But yeah, I thought I was just like, I don't know. That's what that made me think of. Like, yeah, of today. Like, even Oprah. You get what I'm saying? Thinking about, about well, you know, this was a long time ago. But yeah, Oprah, wherever she was shopping. And as soon as she get in there, the first, like, what are you doing in here? Like, this lady didn't care that she was Oprah. She saw she was black. You can't afford none of these purses in here. This is what she said. You would like what? You clearly walked in the wrong store. You know how much these bags cost. Again, I you get what I'm based mm -hmm. off of your community. That's what I'm. You get what I'm saying. That's based right. off of what I judge off of your community. Mm -hmm. Based off of the black community, y'all can't afford this kind of stuff. Absolutely. Cause I didn't make it for you. You get what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I don't even know why people obtain for that. I didn't even make it for you. So what you want it for? That's why I be like, huh. I appreciate my little marshals and my little right. Like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> hey, I'm not for that. They didn't make that stuff for me. They made that for them. They made that for the rich, for the rich, the white rich. Cause I know a guy ain't gonna say the rich. Cause again, she's rich. They made it for clearly white rich people. And when white people, rich people don't want you any of their stuff, stop buying it. Stop giving them people your damn money. Okay, I like it, and it's fly, and it's uh huh, and it's feeding they kids and yeah. they grandkids, and, and what you your gonna, kids what eating? What you gonna do with it? Mm hmm. Exactly. What are you gonna do? You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. At the at the end of the day, can this feed your family? Cause the money you just gave him came. 
For a piece of cow. Paying his mortgage. Yes, you giving him all the money. For a piece of cow. Mm-hmm. With somebody's name is attached. Yeah, no. You see how I treat my babe. <laughs> Ain't no way I wouldn't go spend a whole bunch of money <laughs> on the way I treat my purses. Throw my purses all over the place. I step on them. They be under beds. They be thrown in closets. No. Because well, that's not I'm, what life is about. That's, that's not, all I'm saying. I just know that's that. That's my thing. But like, if you like it, you like it. But that right. ain't what life about. That's all I'm saying. Like, that shouldn't be what you should be aspiring for. If you got it, you got it. I ain't hating that. You know what I'm saying? If you got it, you got it. But I don't care. If I had it, that's my, again, that's still my perspective. If I had it, I'm still not giving it to you. I'm not giving it to you. A $30,000 purse. What the kind of, what this purse do? That's all I'm sitting here thinking. What the hell do this purse do for $30,000? It sure better do something real good. It better impress the hell out of me if I can give her give you $30,000. Somebody's salary. Somebody only make that in a year. And you want me to go waste that on a bag? Then I'm going to throw some lip gloss in. Like, no. I could put that in my pocket for real. Like, you give us that's not even this. Nothing. People do money. If you want, I mean, if you don't spend it on attractive stuff. Then what's the use to have it? That's what people say. People. That's what my thing is. People. Give it to who need it. That's what he give it to you it's for. Too, it's yeah, I'm giving you the pleasantries of life. You can enjoy the pleasantries of life. But why you got to waste it? Maybe some people don't think that it's wasted. Well, that's what I'm saying again. I, like I said, if you got, if you sitting out here with a billion dollars, you can afford to pay for a bag and an apartment building for the needy you get what i'm saying like if that's what you're doing because you got the money to do all that you can go hand in hand with that that's what i'm saying but mm-hmm. if that's not the hand in hand you doing uh-huh. you get what i'm saying if the only if this hand your right hand is with the one i'm holding it right if this hand is all the stuff that you have mm-hmm. and this hand is all the stuff that you've done with what you have it's up here, and this one is down here. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's real light up here. With like this one way up in the air. You 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 got about two things you done done for somebody else. But look at this hand right here. I can't even lift this hand up. You got shoes. You got houses. You got cars. You got. That's what I'm saying. If they not at least even, or this one just a bit higher, like you get what I'm saying? Like, right. what what good is this one? You're wasting it at this point. So that's when you get what I'm saying. No wonder people end up going broke. You get what right. I'm saying? Like, no wonder you broke. What are you doing with the money? You're not doing what I instructed you to do with the money. You're not doing what I'm telling you to do with the money. You're doing what you want to do with the money that I'm giving you. You're supposed to give it back to me. Giving back to me is helping the people that I put here for you. That's what we are here to relate. That's the only way we work is relationships, a man and a woman. We got to relate. Everybody, period. You have to relate to one another. So again, if I got it and you need it here, I be understanding that whole, again, if you can't afford to give it away, you know, if you can't afford to lose it, don't give it away. 
If you can't afford to lose it, if somebody come at you, you know, you got $50, $20. Again, if you can't afford to lose it, don't give it away. Because that's the motto. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to be just giving it to her. She need it. Mm -hmm. Don't look for her to give it back to you. Right. Well, I'm going to look for mine. Saying <laughs> that's how that works. Now, if we in a business situation, I got a contract written up where you owe me some money, I'm coming after mine. Yes. Because, again, we probably ain't talking about $20, $30. You get what I'm saying? You get somebody $20, $30, let that person have that $20, $30. They needed right. that little $20, $30. Yeah. However, again, yeah, if we're talking about some money, if you done came over here and asked me for $500, I'm definitely going to be, yeah. Okay, I'll give you the $500 as long as you sign this paper right, <laughs> right here. Because right. trust and believe, if you don't, I got Judge Matthews on speed dial. I'll call him with the quickness. We get a free trip to Chicago <laughs> to dispute like this for matter. $500? Yes, for my $500. I get my free trip as long as I'm going to walk away with my money. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, that's my point right there. Don't, again, give it away if you can't afford to lose it. Because that's what you're supposed to be doing anyway. Giving. Be here for one another to relate. If I got it, you need it, you can have it. And he told his brothers not to fight on the way back. That was another takeaway for me. Because that was like, again, what you intended for bad turned out to be good. So don't sit there on your way home fighting over this. Saying we should have never done this and I told y'all and I told you so and this and this and that. Because again, look what came from what you did. Right. So don't go sit home on the way fighting back and forth over which one of y'all said this and who the one who started that. And don't, uh-uh. This is what came from it. Go back in peace and do what you're supposed to do. Go get your go get out of father and come on back. Mm-hmm. And trust me, if somebody like that tell you that, you're supposed to listen. Because, again, that man been rejected, kidnapped, enslaved, imprisoned, accused of... That man accused of all kind of things. Absolutely. So, again, if that man tell you not to fight over this, don't fight over this. I'd have been through all kind of things. Don't you sit here and fight over this. It ain't that deep. Right. Mm-hmm. And you'll make the big fella mad. Mm-hmm. But like you said, what you told us to do, you told us to ask you for forgiveness. So, we're here to ask for forgiveness. So, again, that's the ultimate, again, my takeaway. We got to ask for forgiveness. Because he forgave them. He sure did. He forgave them. He sure did. Mm-hmm. But, again, he needed that evidence. I say that much. Y'all got to bring him here. And show me, because this is just not, uh, I said Joseph, I mean Jacob. You get what I'm saying? All this suffering that I done been through. Oh. And all this, you get what I'm saying? Like, and Joseph is what? He, he alive where? Yeah, I, I need some proof, because this is... I'm not even about to pass out right now. <laughs> Some good news. You get what I'm saying? Some good news. Yeah. It's hard to believe good news when you've been ungrateful and so many bad things have been happening to you. It's hard to hear something like that. He needed to see those wagons 
that was outside to pick him up. Because again, they had to tell him to him twice that he is still alive. And he didn't again until he looked and saw the way because it was dead. That it was like, this really must be true. My son must really be alive. He needed that evidence. Like, and that's crazy sometimes that, yeah, that, that's how some people live. Like, some things you just ain't going to be no evidence for. Like, some things ain't going to be no evidence for. I can tell you that right now. Sure. I'm still in, to this day, I still don't understand how I got a check last year from the student loan department. All these people thousands of dollars. Ain't been paying and ain't done nothing in years on getting the interest and all kind. You get what I'm saying? Mm. And my grandmother called me last year and said, you look like you got a check here. Who, where I get a check from? I ain't been working. Like, what? This is my check. I'm down here. <laughs> I got a check in BC. Yeah, you got a check down here. too. When I tell you I was I was that person, Grandma, you gotta open that up for me. You you got the cause I am um this is disbelief right now. Right. I owe these people all this money. You have to show me this. And sure enough, when I finally got that check, cause I, I said, Grandma, just mail it here. Let me cause again I still <laughs> just just put it in the mailbox and put it here. And, and yeah, just mail me the envelope and I'm a check still. Because she keeps telling me it's a check. She keeps saying it's mm -hmm. a check. And I'm like, okay, yeah, again, put it in another envelope and send it down here. Again, when I got that check, the, the three, four days later, whenever it came, and I tell you it was a real check, not only that, when I tell you God, let me tell you, right? My ID was expired. <laughs> First of all, again, this is incredible. I am getting a check and my ID expired. So I'm, I got one thing, but again, technically, one shouldn't get me the other. Because my ID expired, I want to say maybe a week before I went to do this, the lady was like, I'm technically not supposed to, you know, do this because this is expired, but I'm going to go ahead and process it and put it through. And I'm just sitting here like, when I tell you, I felt so good. I, I I sat around here feeling so good for days. Telling I was thanking God for days. Like I, this ain't nobody but God. I just kept saying that. I owe these people money and they gave me a check. I got no ID technically. <laughs> and this lady still let me cash it. He must have known I needed this. Mm -hmm. And technically because of that check, I was able to throw my baby a beautiful birthday party. That's what that check ultimately mm -hmm. went towards. So I was just like, mm, mm, mm. again, in disbelief. And I just was like, I, I need the evidence. Like, you're going to have to show me. And that's what that showed me. Like, sometimes, like, like, yeah. Like, you can hear something and it's just, you can't believe it without the facts. Like, right. You can't believe it without the facts, but you hear people all the time, the, the re evolution and all, like, how does that, people trying to come and rationalize this. Mm -hmm. And again, the Bible just told you, I put these two people here and that's why all y'all here. 
I put the animals here. Like I put all of this stuff here. But y'all need facts. Y'all, all these people again keep searching for facts. The science. That's where science comes into play. Because all these supernatural things keep happening has to have a natural understanding. Somebody has to make sense of these things. But again, Rona. That's all I keep thinking of is Corona. Think about the Rona. Like, right now it's getting worse. You get what I'm saying? Right now it's getting worse. And it don't show no evidence right now that it's going to get no better. But I don't feel like this going to be here forever. You get what I'm saying? Like Corona not going to be here forever. We don't know how long it's going to be here though. Right. Nobody don't know how long it's going to be here and how much of devastation it's really going to do in this effect. And why is it here and why it happened or anything like that for me. That's for me, because again, this thing made it all the way around the whole entire world, just like this famine did. And one person had the answer of what to do. So in this situation, for me, the only person who knows what to do is God. So what what can you do right now other than God? Or or. He's already, but he's already said, again, if you reading further in this Bible, I ain't got there. I can't specify the verse right now if I'm thinking of it. But I know right now he said he's going to call something that is going to make you stay, stay in your house until my anger is over with. And the longer people don't listen, the more his anger is going to rage. So, again, nobody don't know how long this going to last. But, again, eventually it will. That's all my point was, like. You don't know how long, but eventually it's 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 gonna pass. Bad day, it's not gonna rain all day every day. You ain't gonna be sad all day every day. You ain't gonna be alone all day every day for these people who've been doing all this struggling all this time. You're not gonna have to struggle all the time, always, every day. Like he got a bigger plan for you. Something bigger gonna come for you. And that's pretty much my takeaway in. That's that's all I got. Yeah. All right. Well, stay tuned for next week, which will be the conclusion. Jacob and Joseph, because again, their father and son, their stories are intertwined. So the last will be we'll be reading from Genesis 46 through 50. If you want to do it on your own beforehand. But yeah, next week. Stay tuned. this episode of 2020 Bible Stories. Stay tuned next week for a new episode.